Overboard. Right up the rubber stuff there. At 50. Hi, I'm John Mackay from STV News. Happy 50th birthday, Clyde One. The big thing was the phone end. You can't control the ball, you can't hold it up. For me and, and my pals, that was a kind of revelation. Phoning in, complaining about the game, moaning about the game. Today's been the last straw. Something we hadn't heard on radio before. It was a kind of social media of his day. That was the punters talking directly to them. The team with the biggest support in Glasgow and the West for 50 years. Clyde One, Super Scoreboard. Hugh Evans, Mark Wilson and Gordon DL are here but they need you 01419511025 What have you made of today's football? I know which fixture will dominate the airwaves in this city and it's Celtic 2, Rangers 1 with three very good goals you have to say uh, a big win, a big psychological boost a big boost in the league table for Celtic Rangers finishing strong though despite being down to 10 men some controversial refereeing decisions perhaps in there as well it's got all the perfect ingredients for a good phone-in between now and 6 o'clock. But when you search further, what a day in Scottish football. St Mirren on a bad run, going to Aberdeen and winning 3-0. What does that say about Barry Robson's future? Stuart Kettlewell's future was perhaps debatable as well. But Motherwell have eventually won a game, beating Livy by three goals to one. Hearts come back from 2-0 down to draw at home 2-0 with Ross County. And a stunning game, a stunning finish at Rugby Park. Uh, Kilmarnock 2 Dundee 2 Lots to get through Let's go John In Mary Hill first How are you John? Hi good evening guys And a Merry Christmas to you all Same to you John You've had a couple of hours To digest the disappointment From a Rangers perspective What, what do you take away from it? Uh, look I'm not coming on To slag my team But uh, McGregor basically bullied Campbell in the middle of the park Everything went through McGregor he was a guy that uh, was driving Celtic on um, and we just couldn't get to grips with that. And that was really disappointing because really somebody should have put one on him and basically made, made him sure he wasn't in a game, but that wasn't to be. Is that part of a wider issue you have with Todd Cantwell, I wonder, John? I know like, when he first came in, he was a big fan's favourite. Um, I feel like this season and then there was the whole incident getting substituted and so on. Is he, is he doing anywhere near enough to, to you know, dominate games? I think, to be honest with you, he does too much on the ball. You know, he's skillful, um, he's got a good ability, but he tends to want to showboat and beat one and two rather than just getting the ball and getting it moving. Uh, he tends to want to dribble, and as I say, he was completely off uh, today. McGregor, he got nowhere near McGregor uh, today, and that was the difference, in my opinion. Obviously, we didn't put the ball in the net. I think that's the best chances we've had at Parkhead in many seasons, uh, the amount of chances we had but unfortunately we didn't take them What about Todd Cantwell, Hugh 3? Yeah, um, I agree with John I said it during the game I think that sometimes He takes too many touches He's got movement round about him He doesn't seem to get the ball off Quick enough Look, he scored a good goal at Fir Park last weekend um, He was always going to play in the fixture But John's completely right If you look at that midfield area Lundstrom was a big plus for uh, Rangers coming back In the sense of the fitness situation They thought they were going to lose him But McGregor ran the show in there if you're looking at that He bossed the game in there He's a magnificent player, Carl McGregor And if you give him the time and the space He will go and punish you He will dominate the pace of the game He'll dominate the game And I think that's what happened this, uh, this afternoon I thought McGregor was far, by far the best midfield player But Cantwell, he's a mixed bag for me Sometimes I see him and I think Yeah, really talented boy He's got to bring a lot to Rangers 
And then other times you see him, you think, you know, he needs to do a little bit more. I think he was another one that got caught up in the game today. We spoke about players earlier on who make their name in this fixture. Kyogo, now six goals in six old firm games. McGregor, as uh, John the line rightly points out, uh, dominated the match. Best game he's had for Celtic this season. Cantwell, I'm not sure how many old firm games he's had, but he hasn't had a good one yet. And, uh, you know, as I say, you make your name, you're a hero or a villain with regard to this fixture. Cantwell hasn't done enough against Celtic, and that's why John and other Rangers supporters say it's all very well doing it against Kilmarnock and Ross County. And sorry, but that, that's where I was going to bat in. I'm not sure he's doing that at the moment, Mark. No, you know, the, the first step is okay, dominate everyone else, fine. Then can you do it in the biggest test? I'm not, I'm not sure we're seeing that from Todd Cantwell no, in many games. Certainly not. He's tailed off from when he came into Rangers. There's no doubt he was a bright spark when he came into Rangers, and he looked creative, and he looked good on the eye, and he scored a few goals, and he could pick a pass. But Clement's come in, or since the start of this season anyway, he's underperformed. But when Clement's come in, I think he's recognised that as well, that he's underperforming. He's tried him in different positions that's not worked and withdrew him pretty quickly. But today, his manager backed him by starting him. So you need a big performance. You need to stand up and and show the ability, um, can take your team up the pitch and create things. And he was he was just non-existent today. He was playing against, obviously, Callum McGregor, who was head and shoulders above anybody on the pitch. But... If you're going to win the league and make your club successful, those are the games you need to overshadow your opponent, and he was nowhere near it. What else jumped out for you today, John? Uh, the refereeing was absolutely dreadful. Uh, absolutely shocking. I know uh, the one with Johnson with a handball. I didn't see the linesman putting his flag up at any point in time uh, for an offside. No, no, he, he didn't. He didn't. I think, the, I think the, the way that sort of played out is that that would be... <laughs> like. The offside comes into the equation once you review it. The, refer- the the linesman didn't spot it, you're right. But I think in the end up, Seema's offside, and that's why the penalty wouldn't be given in the end. That that penalty would never be given once they reviewed it. I think that's... And by the way, plenty of valid criticisms, John, about communication and how you get there and who knows what. And you never know. Maybe Willie Collum, maybe Willie Collum doesn't think that was a penalty. But the sort of bottom line would be because he's offside, it's, it's never going to end up a penalty. That makes sense? Well, that's why we've got a fourth official. But not only that, there should have been at least one or two Celtic players sent off. If I think I'm right, maybe O'Reilly was it went in for a bit of a terrible challenge when he'd already been booked. Bernardo, um, I think, and Johnson, I think, had already been booked in another challenge. So there could have been one or two Celtic players sent off. Uh, but what I'm saying is that the refereeing in general throughout the whole seasons, I've yet to see a good referee in Scottish football. That's what I'm trying to make my point. I don't I don't have anything to sort of disagree with that what I would say is I think the way we consume these things is different I don't you know go to find me a football fan in the world that thinks their refs are good you you genuinely won't and every time I turn on and the the reason I say this is not because it makes it any better if our refs are bad you need to drive up standards I keep seeing a four day hullabaloo about Martin Odegaard's handball you know I feel like Everybody's just the old Everyone firm, is submerged in VAR and refereeing controversy The old firm game demands a controversy And it normally comes from the losing team I would summarise the game in strictly general terms Celtic started very well Played some of their best football of the season Went a goal up Celtic then score a contender for the goal of the season from Kyogo And thereafter As soon as Tavernier scored Celtic were spooked. 
It's a, it is a big moment though like, Let's give it due attention Because John in the, First of all you've got a general problem with VAR About communication and decision making mm. process And then of course others would say Well look but see if you if you arrive at the right decision In the end Maybe that's the main thing to focus on But you know shades of Scott McTominay about you know, in Spain, you get that that high, and you think, was it given for that, or what, what's it actually given for? And then later on, in the end up, it was correct. I don't, I don't think that that can't be a penalty's not going to stand there because if mm. Nick Walsh gives one, VAR will look at it, they'll see that Seema's offside, and the penalty won't stand. Flip it on its head the way it is just now. Nick Walsh doesn't give one. VAR is looking at that, and either Willie Collum simply doesn't think it's a handball, which I think many of you will disagree with. Yeah. Um, but then even if he did They would then check the attacking phase of play And, and they would find that it's offside But it's just still as a fan As a viewer It's all a bit Frustrating Yeah Yeah I totally agree And I can understand the frustration of um, The fans Especially Rangers fans um, But I get back to the officials right And, and I know it's a standing joke here Nick Walsh, for me, had a decent game today. The only you did one say you thought he got a send right, off from. Right, if you let me, the only one I'd have disagreed was I think that Bernardo was very, very lucky indeed. I.e. why the minute after that I said Brendan Rogers guaranteed is going to make a substitution here because he knew that Bernardo got away with one. Then you can argue you can argue mm. that Alistair Johnson won. I agree with Mark Walsh on it. I don't think it's a second yellow for him. Um but apart from that the free kick for Tavernier is a free kick. The sending off for Balogun is a clear sending off. So, and uh, all in all, a hundred minutes of a mm. game that's played at that pace and the importance of it, I think the official done all right. And I see a lot of misinformation, and I know social media is bad for that. I'm getting a lot of tweets and quotes talking about how offside is irrelevant in that situation. It, it's not. I, I don't really know what else to say. It's, it's not. And I don't want to shoot down other people. Who are saying that it is But <laughs> kind of left with very little choice You would check the attacking phase of play You would see if there was an offside But by the way I want to keep this as a reminder Willie Collum Might just not have thought that was a handball And you can argue about that To your heart's content But even if he did It then wouldn't stand because Of the offside But this notion that offside is irrelevant It's just wrong I don't know how else to, to, to Sort of phrase that And also lots of people getting worked up About the fact that A goal kick was given in the end Remind yourself of what the original decision was Again, he might have got it wrong But Nick Walsh must think it comes off Seema, right? Yeah. Nick Walsh mm-hmm. gives a goal kick So once they do all that they're not The goal kick just stands Yeah. And they go on and they restart from a goal kick However, I know that it's annoying And this is VAR in a nutshell And we all, we all did it when it was Scotland and Spain And going, ah but he gave this the sign for he gave the sign for a what was it a free an indirect free kick rather than a free kick and this is where it all definitely needs to be clearer and and Philippe Clement knows he's had a, his say as well on on sort of similar um, themes. I, I'm not a referee, but I think the clear signal is then VAR offside. That is the decision that everybody knows what happened. It was just there was no communication about that that moment. I don't believe that because otherwise. The signal of the referee is not correct. So there is a mistake. It's clear for everybody. So, okay, it is what it is. I make also mistakes. But it's it's an expensive one today. Mm, What about another John who's on from the Celtic angle? Hi, John. How you doing, Gordon? Gordon, Hugh, everybody else? What did you take away from it today, John? 
Oh, it's just so great to Mr. Kilmarnock. I just to say about complaining about uh, decisions in the box. His own players got away with one. Cecil's pulling and Cartmel's pulling in the, in the box. So we'll, we'll move on for that. Anyway, guys, uh, you remember me a few weeks ago back? Remember, Gordon, you're on me and young Carney Bell? The bubble has burst. You remember that? Oh, I remember that. The Aye. bubble has burst. The bubble's burst. Everybody's that's that. Brendan's getting stuck. Who jumped in the man mag as well? So anyway, uh, the bubble's burst and all that. Listen, big days like this are for everybody. But the day I thought Celtic played well, we should have kicked on and scored more. We should have punished Rangers more today. Talking about Nick Walsh, right? It's an offside. I've never heard as much kind of post-mortems with this handball with Alistair Johnston, right? As much... The game's done. It's an offside. They looked at it again and said it's offside anyway. But today, I thought Nick Walsh was card happy. Card happy with the Celtic. Because, see, you're talking about uh, him, he was lucky, Bernardo, and things like that. See the forearm smash with the big boy O'Reilly? That was, that, we have not been looking at the ball, the guy. But he threw his arm around, broke his nose. The boy's nose, nose is broke. So, do you want to get in that gritty? I think he caught him. I think he, uh, but you're right in terms of the outcome, but I think he caught him with his hand, doesn't it? That wasn't a four, not forearm smash, that one. No, it's you're like wrong. Hand. Hand. Yeah, I think, I think you're wrong, John. Yeah, no problem. Just in fact, I've got it in front of me. I'm just watching it again. It wasn't a forearm smash. Oh, oh, okay, getting back to the point again. So the bubbles burst. Just these Rangers fans. Does you guys still think maybe the bubbles burst? No. You mean by the bubbles burst? I think John's trying to say people said that Celtic's bubble had burst, and now he's he's saying that the, today's the, proof that was yeah, not the case. The, the the league is as usual a two horse race. It is not a race that has been concluded by Celtic winning today. This is going to go deep, deep into the season. Um, and I think Celtic supporters celebrating a title win are extremely premature. And, you know, there's an awful lot to be done. And I go back to it. St Mirren have beaten Aberdeen 3 0 today, and the next game is against Celtic. Celtic have to take it a game at a time, as must Rangers, but. There's no question of bubbles bursting or anything else going on. The league is very much a viable race between Celtic and Rangers. Do you think it got quite close at the end of that game today, John? I think it was a bit close, but I'm going to get a wee bit, a wee bit of news for you as well, Hugh and everybody else. I think Celtic will kick See this January window? I think maybe a Rangers bubble might burst because we'll kick on, we'll buy players, we'll, we'll, we'll push the boat out here, watch this, watch this space in January. Anyway, guys, I need to go back in and enjoy my party. Thanks for taking my call. Bye, John. Have a nice night. That was John on the line, and you can join him after these. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Absolutely magnificent! At 50. Hi, I'm Pat Kane from Hugh and Cry. My name is Jackie Bird. I'm looking for a cure for an obsession with a football team. I always feel it's almost like a psychotherapy session. I'm a grown man, and I'm sitting here... I'm shaking like a leaf. Clyde scoreboard gave people their dignity. The football managers ignored it at their peril. It's him or me, get him out. The team with the biggest support in Glasgow and the West for 50 years. Clyde won Super Scoreboard. Hugh Evans, Mark Wilson and Gordon Dale are here reflecting on a busy, busy day in Scottish football. The final round of league fixtures of 2023 and it did not disappoint. Dramatic stuff all around. Let's hear from Nadim, who's a Rangers fan. How are you, Nadim? Uh, I'm not bad, uh, Gordon. A bit, a bit um, dejected after that performance. So you, so you were worse earlier, but a couple of hours has got you back up to the not bad. The recovery started. <laughs> 
maybe, maybe we'll see. We'll see what happens over the over the next couple of days. Maybe, maybe that'll help. But yeah, it's just a. I mean, the point I wanted to make, Gordon, was, um, I mean, watching the game, at, you know, Serial Desert's up front. I just do not understand how 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 when 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 Bill Bottom, what he thought, what kind of play. I know he scored four goals in the last five or six games. I get that, but when you're playing a Rangers, you only get loads of chances anyway. So for that, that's that for me. Doesn't really add up too much. When you think about his performance today, he had two great chances. I mean, Rangers didn't play well. First thing, I mean, Celtic played well and they deserved to win. That's the bottom line. But we didn't play great. But the two chances that he had, those would have changed the game absolutely. You know, the first one he's through on goal. How much time does he want? Just pull the trigger. You know, hit the shot. The keeper saves it. He saves it. But he wants all. He just he's too slow. He can't hold up the ball. He, he, he's, he's no great at shooting. When, what, what, what does what, what does and what does come on seeing the guy to start him? For me, I would have played Seema through the middle and put somebody else on the left hand side uh, uh, on on the wing because Seema for me is a much better striker than than, than Desert will ever be. Yeah, um, look. As I say, we keep going back to this. He's got this whipping boy tag just now. Um, he, he went into the game probably in the best he's been f- since his Rangers career he'd been scoring goals the fans started getting behind him I mean, just, just quickly a Rangers fan on my Twitter has just tagged Cyril Dessers in the video of their broth keeper scoring and saying take note big man <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so it's been he, that type of day I've got to say he had a very very poor game today he just looked like the game swallowed him up a little bit he offered absolutely nothing Um I feel for a lad um, because I thought that he was starting to get somewhere. He was getting good encouragement off the fan, scoring a few goals. But these are the big games that really highlight you as a, as a summer sign and, and how you're going to go forward in your Rangers career. You're a centre forward. You look at the difference up the other end of the park. Kyogo just shifts on his left and it's an absolute fantastic goal. He's got that in his locker by, you know, plenty of times. But Dessers... The Rangers fans will now get back on his back. Um, it's got to be another hard journey for him. He's got to get back in the training, start working hard again, start getting goals. But you just wonder, how long is it going to go with Tessers before we actually make our, our mind up about him? Because going into the game, Mark, I actually yeah. thought, the boy's starting to improve, he's starting to get himself going. Today, he offered nothing. I was going to say, on performances like today, you wonder what he does offer. Because... Okay, if he misses chances, you can point the finger and say, "Well, he's not clinical. He's not got that." Um, if you know, if he holds the ball up though and brings other into play, you could say, "Well, that's why he's in the team." Um, somewhere, if he runs people and be's a nuisance from the front and really presses, you can say, "Well, that's why he's in the team." But there is none of that. You know, he gets opportunities. He's hesitant. He lacks confidence. I think Welsh and Scales, when uh, Welsh was on, handled them pretty easily. I think when Navroski came on, he did similar. Um, he didn't really press the centre half from front. He didn't flick things on. So all in all, you're wondering what you're getting out of him. And fans like Nadim have every right to say, but well, you, say, you should put you somebody say, else in there. You say he lacked confidence. If he was never confident as you get into this game... Because he's, what is he, nine goals or yeah, something? Yeah, I know, but maybe the, the damage is so deep that that's not enough to... Because, you know... When he's going through, you've seen how many times have you seen a player that they slow up because they're trying to really steady yeah. themselves? As the deems it, it's not even that. It's just like see, even on that chance, when he's going through, if you're thinking a big front man who is physical, 
You know Alistair Johnson's getting back You've got every opportunity to get your hand out there And use your strength and physicality Just to push him aside And get your shot off He doesn't even do that though we know, He's unaware he's coming We know that Danilo Will very likely take Very little part in the remainder of the season We know that Kamar Roof has Clear injury problems We know that Fabio Silva Is in the building now And he's been brought with a purpose but I wonder if Dessa's performance today was so insipid that the speculation about Lauren Shankland will not go away and Rangers may be tempted to see what kind of money Hearts will take because Dessa's, if if Silva is here on loan with the clear intention of making a big contribution towards the remainder of the title race, I wonder if tonight Philippe Clement is like Nadim on the line and hmm. doesn't believe that Dessers has a contribution to make. Are you seeing enough to encourage you, not dishearten you too much, Nadim? Um, I think, yeah. I think we played OK in the first half, Gordon. Um, I think, I mean, they went too many pass match overall. I thought, I thought Lundstrom did OK before he got taken off. I thought the best player in the pack was Paul Sterling. I thought, I thought he had a really good game. He, was, he drove with the ball. Um, and he's really coming into his own as a, as a flexible kind of utility player. Do you know he can play all over the pitch, really? Um, but yeah, up front, I, I absolutely agree with you. I think, I, I mean, I, I, I don't want to get on Dessers back. You know, I, I don't want a Rangers player to fail. But at some point, you've got to admit, you know, you've got to admit to say, you know, you're not good enough. You know, maybe you're good at other clubs. Fair enough. I know he's done well at other clubs, but maybe just be a Rangers is too big a club for him. Maybe he just can't handle that pressure. So I know Silva's come in, and I know hopefully he'll do a good job. But that's a that's a, a like a, a plaster on, on a wound just now because he, he'll go back at the end of the season. They're not going to be able to afford to buy him, so they need to get somebody else in. And for me, Lawrence Shannon would be the absolute, absolute best uh, striker we can get just now. It won't cost a huge amount of money. Get him in in January, get him off and get him in, and let's finish the season on a high, you know? Sterling was he one of the stand yeah. the, the positives for Rangers especially you know out of position and all that stuff. or maybe, maybe this is his position now I, 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 I certainly think he is I watched him in the cup final where he earned uh, man of the match I thought he was excellent uh, today he got past marks from me uh, especially in a midfield that you're up against some good quality you know you look at O'Reilly for instance you look at the captain Cal McGregor who was excellent as well um, yes yeah, Sterling played very very well indeed um, but You've just got the difference and you've got it just now. And I think Rangers need to add another striker. Of that, there's no doubt. I know Silva's in the building, but we don't know what he's going to offer. I think that you've got to look at someone and everybody's talking about him, Shanklin. You know you're guaranteed he's got to give you goals. If he puts a Rangers jersey on with the chances that Rangers make, he's got to give you goals. Of that, there's no doubt. So it's just a case of financial uh, situation. Have they got the money to go and get him? Is Hearts prepared to sell him for a price because he's still got 18 months left of his contract? But if you look at the uh, Celtic and that side of it, they've got guys like Kyogo, they've got... You know, Maeda, I know he didn't play particularly well today, but he can get you something. Palma, you know, they've got quality there that can just turn games. Rangers like that just now. Mm, thank you to Nadim. Let's hear a bit more from Philippe Clement talking about the, the kind of assessment of the game overall. I think this match is a good promotion for Scottish football with two teams who want to win, two teams who attacked, two teams creating chances. And, of course, I need to look uh, in the first place to my side. I'm happy what they showed today. So they had more shots. 
than Celtic today, but we didn't take enough our moments and Celtic was more efficient on the day. And yeah, the, those are games who are in balance. You can lose them like today, it could have been a draw. We could have won the game. And the circumstances were not our side, on our side. So I'm really disappointed that we didn't get a penalty in the first half also. It's a situation that is very important in the game. And if you go 1-1 into the dressing room, it's another story. But despite that, my team reacted. Uh, in the second half, also after the world-class goal, the 2-0, the it's a very good goal. And you cannot do too many things about that. But we never stopped. And even with 10, we kept on going. And we created enough chances, even with 10, to score the goal with other chances also. And we went uh, until the end and everybody became nervous. So I see a team that's growing. I see a squad who's growing with more and more resilience, with more and more mentality, with more and more quality also on the ball. And at the end, you know, uh, if the circumstances don't fall on your side, you can lose points in these games. Uh, Gary is a Rangers fan on the line. Gary, where did it go wrong for you today? We just weren't good enough. That's the bottom line. Uh, I've listened all day about uh, the fans bemoaning the decisions. We just weren't good enough. So that's probably the worst performance in 17 games under Clement. Uh, what do you think? Well, well it's interesting, Hugh, because a lot of the Rangers fans have been like encouraged but frustrated, whereas Gary sounds a bit more down about it. I thought that Philippe Clement was very generous in his summation to call Kyogo's goal world class. You don't often get in the context of the old firm derby managers being that complimentary about the other team. I think he acknowledged that Celtic were the better side, but he feels that his side continued to grow. And I think Gary, you know, is simply being honest that Celtic turned in one of their best performances of the season, if not the best. They they tottered at the end. They were all over the shop at the end because Tavernier's goal caused panic to set in. But I think in general, and the controversy over the penalty will go on and on and on and on, and people are just overlooking the offside as if it never happened. I think but, it's clearly the process on that one, yeah. isn't it? And by the way, that's important. Yeah. You'll have heard me with Scott McTominay, so I won't be a hypocrite about it. That penalty would never have been given in the end because of the no. offside. But it is important. We're all we're all fans here, and yeah. Sky are paying a lot of money, and fans pay a lot of money to go. It would be nice to know how decisions were arrived at. Yeah, of course. And I think also we need an education process. People are you speak about the process, and you're absolutely yeah. correct. People don't understand the process. Yeah, I must say I'm a bit torn on that though, because you're right. I think maybe maybe more needs to be out there, but I also think there's a Unwillingness To listen Yeah I think the, informa- the right information Is out there If you know where to look You know where to listen um, In the context Of this particular fixture On the day of the game It's impossible To get yeah. sober reflection To be fair Gary's on about The, the performance Let, Let's do that You know We've had enough talking about Decisions and so on um, When the time is right But Gary just thinks Rangers weren't Weren't good enough Simple I, I, as that listen, I, I, I kind of agree with Gary's point That's the worst performance for Rangers I thought Rangers were, were pretty good Well, For the first 45 minutes I thought they were pretty good Obviously the goal um, Right after half time Kind of deflates them a bit And Celtic were clearly on top um, 
And you know Rangers put Celtic under pressure In the latter stages It's, it's only natural I would disagree with you When Celtic were all over the place And Clyde I don't think they were I, I don't think Rangers created Another opportunity after that But I think that's harsh from Gary Because I've, I've seen A lot worse performances from Rangers And they've managed to dig out A result But today You know Some individuals Maybe let themselves down But as a team I thought they gave up their all when they went at Celtic, particularly in the first 45. Yeah, Mark Wilson sticking up for Rangers. Mm. It's, it's all just well it's done, a bizarre Mark. time of year. He yeah. is actually usually quite fair. I, I, it's, yeah. I was, it was just an easy joke to make. I know, <laughs> but uh, I, I, there's a lot of good points there Mark makes. Um, look, you look at... I thought it was a great game, right? I thought it was exciting, but if you even look at Rangers, 10 men, they were brave, they threw players forward, they had to do that, they were losing the game anyway. But I don't agree with the Rangers manager when, about the chances. I don't think they created a lot of chances. Um, Dessers is such a huge chance though, isn't it? In the first half. And then McCausland produces the good save from first Joe half. I'm, I'm talking oh, about sorry, when they're down to 10 men later on. Uh, I thought the you know Rangers got a, a lift from the tavernier. But the difference today was individual moments. You look at Bernardo's goal, terrific strike, seem a terrible head header. I don't know who's got the duty of picking up Bernardo, but forget about that, it's all about him. Terrific technique, great strike. Kyogo, even the Rangers manager, hands up. Mm. Not a lot we can do about that. Tavernier. So fine moments in Celtic. I, I thought Celtic deserved to win the game, but it was all down to Dessel's fine moments. problem now is that that moment is seared into the minds of the Rangers supporters like Gary. It's going to take them a long time, if ever, to forgive Dessers for that. And that's why they're going to be looking for other forwards, strikers, to come in in the window. Thank you, Gary, on the line. Still time to get your calls in. We'll hear from more of the managers next as well. 50 years. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Into the final part of a busy Clyde One Super Scoreboard. It's 01419511025. Kevin is a Celtic fan. How pleasing was today for you, Kevin? Uh, how you doing, boys? Uh, I it was, I was, it was very pleasing. I think I was on um, last week, and I'd said what we were really looking for. Maybe if you spoke to many Celtic fans, was was it just a victory? It was a performance. And I felt that we got that today. I thought we got both today. Thought we were the dominant side for the vast majority of that game. Uh, ironically enough, Rangers looked a wee bit better in the last uh, eight or ten minutes when, uh, when they were already doing ten men. But I'm uh, really, really pleased. Great performance. I thought Callum McGregor was outstanding. Uh, Matt O'Reilly was outstanding, considering he probably couldn't even breathe for most of the game. Uh, I felt Palmer... Palmer made Tavernier look bang average. I think Kenny Miller was banging on about Tavernier and how he's produced a game for the only player that produced. But apart from the free kick, Tavernier was having a nightmare against Palmer for the majority of the game. But I felt the big bonus, I was saying to the producer, um, the big bonus for me was actually Mike Nabrodsky coming on. I know that he made the error for the free kick, a bit harsh for the tackle. I know that's what you might be thinking, but he won every single challenge he won. Really, really physical and to come on as a defender in any game, but especially an old firm game, it's probably the hardest position in the pitch to come on. And I thought he was brilliant. Just see what you thought about that. Well, I, I think some very interesting topics come up out of the game today. Navrotsky certainly is one of them. Hadn't played since August. And for me, that's the mark of a man who's on his way out the door. 
But comes in and and did well Paolo Bernardo Prior to Celtic going to Dundee in Boxing Day I would have said Paolo Bernardo had very little chance of staying at Celtic After his loan period Now it's a different story He scored at Dundee, he scored against Rangers And beginning to look as if he could be an asset So there are questions to be answered during this transfer window I'm sure it might have been in Celtic's mind To offload Navrotsky in the window mm. And Lagabielka, we're told Could be offloaded yeah. in the window Now there are questions to be answered I uh, thought, just I thought quickly, oh, just quickly Sorry Mark on that Lagabielka, We sort of thought Oh maybe this is the start of something He came in and scored the winner yeah, in Europe yeah. Not seen him since in the stand today So it probably is important we take a breath And, and wait to see But if you're basing it on today yeah. You'd be overall pretty pleased with oh, Navrotsky yeah, I you? thought he'd done very well um, Look I've... I'm slightly different for the guys either side of me. I, what I saw of him when I did see him, I thought he looked physical, like he showed today. I thought he looked like he had something about him. However, Brendan Rogers not picked him for whatever reason. So he has to stand up and be counted today in an incredibly difficult environment. Now, coming on, Kevin's right, just after half an hour, you're thrust into it when the rest of the players have got themselves up to the tempo. is difficult. His first involvement came a minute in when he had a great block from McCausland. And he went from strength to strength after that It's a good point Kevin It's definitely going to be one to watch Let's hear a bit from Brendan Rodgers Because I think I like the The attention that this comment has got uh, I think the Celtic fans clearly liking the way he's put this um, About where things are in the title race And where Rangers are at Over my two spells here Worked against five Rangers managers And every time Rangers were coming Every time At some point so for me, it's it's normal. I, I don't, you know, if I, I, like I said the other day, if I listened to media and press, and then we would be in constant crisis mode and constant fear of, of Rangers. But it's the fifth manager now. So for me, my focus is only on Celtic and concentrated very much on here and a lot of the stuff that maybe does go around. Thankfully, I, I ignore it. But I think we showed today that with a team that is still missing key players and and players that will make the difference for us then that, that, that we're competitive and we can play football and we can compete and uh, and that's what we'll continually do there's no doubt Philippe has improved Rangers there's no mistake about that he, he's come in he's, he's used his experience his common sense has set the team up well they, they, they're competitive they play as a team so we knew it was going to be a challenge for us but like I've said before we had to be super brave we have to Take on the challenge and, and that's what I've always done When I've been here he, he is entitled to that comment However What I would say is The, the previous managers he's been up against Kashinya Steven Gerrard uh, Mark Warburton um, Who else was there? Michael Beale They were not of the calibre That Clement is Clement has been successful abroad has gone to big clubs on the strength of his ability okay everyone can point out that at Monaco it didn't work out for him in the end but Clement is the first serious contender the rest were never going to do it against Brendan Rodgers so he's entitled to draw attention to the fact that it's been said before and it hasn't happened perfectly entitled to make that remark but at the same time 
he cannot dismiss Clement for this season. I know he didn't attempt to, but he's drawing attention to the fact that they always say that. They being the media, but this is the first serious contender. Uh, let's leave it there. Thank you to Kevin. Uh, there were other games today. I know it sometimes doesn't feel like that in Glasgow in the West, but Stephen's a Motherwell fan eventually. You've called up to look back on a league win, Stephen. It's been a long time, hasn't it? Um, no, listen, feels fantastic. And the most pleasing aspect for me today was how we seen the game out. We're 3-1 up, really good first half performance. We, we get the cutting edge and the final sub that maybe we, we were missing, particularly against the Mirren. Theo Bear looked like a different player to any time I've seen him in the Motherwood jersey. What a performance he put in today. Fantastic. Um, but no, the way we seen the game out um, was really pleasing. There was a lot of first balls that came into our box and we dealt really well with it. And the second half is quiet, but I feel that like we needed it to be quiet. It can be true for And we've got the three points and now it's something to build on. We, we're, we're sitting... Five points off a sixth-place head, which is remarkable considering it's our first winning 15 games. It shows you maybe how poor the league is. Um, and if we go and beat Hibs on Tuesday, then we're two points off sixth place. So hopefully it's a, it's a, it's a stem stone on the brighter thing. Yeah, huge win, wasn't it, Hugh? Yeah, of course. I mean, Stuart Kettlewell starting the day with people looking at his record, no wins in 15. Well, now he can say, I've got a win. And... It puts space between him and other clubs like Livy. Livy looked doomed to me. Uh, Stuart Kettlewell can enjoy the rest of 2023 and enjoy his Hogmanay celebrations. Um, Motherwell, I'm sure, will go on from here. They'll kick on. There are other teams who have got bigger worries than Motherwell. I mean, this... Standard of Theo Bear's goal is. I was just about to say, we saw some good goals this afternoon, early kick off, but have a look at Theo Bear's goal. Terrific skill to to chop inside the defender, but then the finish, the composure um, up there is good as you'll see. And he needed it, you know, because a lot of pressure on the boys' shoulders. They had a great start to the season, but what result that is for Motherwell. Excellent. Stephen, is it still a lot of work to be done, I take it? Or, you know, how, how confident does today's win make you? Listen, one swallow doesn't make a summer. Do you know what I mean? So it's one win. Um, but against that monkey off the back now, um, we've seen under Stuart Kettlewell when he first came in, the, the performances we were putting in that winning and playing well can become a habit. But we've also seen in the last 15 games that if you lose a few games, then that can also easily become a habit. I was never one for pushing the panic button and saying Kettlewell out. Um, I think he, he earned his, his, his time and I know it was 15 minutes that I won but he's shown that he could get results and it's just about kicking on now we've got a January window coming up um, after the winter well during the winter break um, the January window's about to start so there's an opportunity to add to the squad I still think we need to do that but listen I've got no worries about us going down because, as Hugh says, Libby, Libby are terrible. Libby are the worst side in the league by far. So I think we can easily say that we're safe. It's just about, in terms of not automatic relegation, it's just about getting away from that playoff and maybe starting to, to push towards top six. Stephen, Stephen is happy and so Stuart Kettlewell.
Uh, it's, it's not so much a sense of relief. I just feel that we got what we deserved today. Um, everyone's spoken about the poor run that we've been on. And you need to show massive character to get yourself out of that. I thought especially in the first half, but especially the start to the game, um, I think was indicative of where we were today and what the players were pulling into the game and you know everyone with that one cause, which was you know break this cycle, break this um, poor run of form um, and give ourselves a chance, as I keep speaking about, to try and move up the table. The only way we could do that today um, was defending better than we had done, switching on better than we had done. Um, and then obviously from my side of things, it was very purposeful in, in going with three strikers and going with that bit of mobility at the top end of the pitch where we felt that we could try and expose Livingston as something that we tried to play to. Um, I feel that it worked. I feel that we got a lot of joy from it. Um, second half, yeah, listen, it, was, uh, it wasn't it was pretty. It wasn't uh, what we all want to see. We would rather... We had created more chances and had a little bit more control of the game. Um, but it's difficult, you know, that Livingston are going to fight for uh, their cause, which is to try and get themselves back into the game. And we're nearly there. You can even sum up today's football if you can. What a day it was. Today was all about pressure. Celtic lived with it for 100 minutes against Rangers and became the first team to beat Philippe Clement. Barry Robson crumbled under the pressure at Pataudry and now his job is in the balance after a 3-0 defeat from St Mirren. Dundee held their nerve and got a 2-2 draw after going 2-1 down in the 93rd minute. Stuart Kettlewell, as we've heard, gets his first win in 16 he survived the pressure But here's the great thing about Scottish football Hearts were heroes after beating Hibs in midweek At Easter Road Today they were booed off For getting a draw against Ross County No wonder we love this game We're 50 years old tomorrow Happy birthday, Super Scoreboard Well, happy birthday this radio station Super Scoreboard's a touch younger uh, But of course it is going to be a big occasion Special programming to mark that as well So make sure you tune in as well, thank you to Hugh Evans and Mark and Gordon and the top team around the grounds. And thank you for listening. Not just today, but all year. This is the final Clyde One Super Scoreboard of 2023. It has been a memorable year. So many highs and lows. I think we've shared a lot of laughs together. It is much appreciated. And we'll do it all over again in 2024. GBX is up next. <laughs>